0: This is HPR episode 1996 entitled X.Tool Magic and is part of the series Lightweight Apps. It is hosted by Nacho Jordi and is about 18 minutes long. The summary is overview and a few usage possibilities of the X.Tool program.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15.
0: Hello, this is Nacho Jordi, and you're listening to Hacker Public Radio. Today, I'm going to discuss a little program called x2 tool, which I ha- I would probably have better include in the episode about what's in my bag. I just remember it later. So this is a very simple podcast. Well, I want to. To repair that, that un- injustice. Because X2Tool is also one of those programs that I install in every computer that's in my possession because it's a very useful tool and that allows you to do a lot of crazy stuff. So what is X2Tool and what can I do? What can it do? X2Tool basically it's a little program that you run from the terminal or from a bash script that allows you to simulate user input from either keyboard or mouse so in other words what X2Tool does is tricking your computer into thinking that you've pressed a key or you've done some something with uh, the, the mouse Mm, for example you can trick the computer into thinking that you've mm, typed a certain word or moved with the cursor keys or pressed enter or or tab it's not limited to letters but uh, anything that's in the keyboard pretty much well, most of it, I I haven't tried the most uh, weird keys but... mm, you can pretty much do anything you can do with your ten fingers, you can do it with X do tool. Uh, in the on the mouse side of things you can tell it to move to move the cursor around. You can both in relative coordinates and in absolute and you can simulate a left click a middle click a right click also um uh, just as a punctual click like when you click on a link or keeping the 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 mouse button a uh, sustainedly sustained hold um as as you can imagine, this opens a whole world of possibilities of things where you can automate things. The syntax of the command, it's x2tool, to a certain command of what you want to do with a keyboard or a mouse. And um, it's pretty straightforward. For example, x2tool X to key, and then you put the... The letter, the key you want the x tool to, to, to type, to tell the computer that, that it's, that has been typed. And, um, uh, the, the only tricky thing about the X2Tool syntax, perhaps, is the, the, the special keys, the not, not, uh, alphabet keys. For example, uh, for enter, you have to use X 2 tool key return, um, and also the return has the first letter in as a capital letter. So it took me some time to 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 find this this essential shortcut, and it doesn't appear very clear in the documentation. It would be nice if someone would provide a list of all these. Special keys like return or the tab key, etc mm. so with once you have like the tool installed, it's very easy to install, not a lot of no dependency health it's pretty straightforward mm. with this program, then you can. Do a lot of things like I say to automate stuff. For example, one one thing that I've done very often because I I always like to start with the hardest things first. It seems is um, I've I've automated the the data introduction. Some websites are can be very boring and uh, make the tasks very repetitive websites that are not very well designed or don't have the user in mind as much as the design and the colors uh, if the task is big enough you can maybe maybe it's a good idea to make a tiny script that uh, automates a few movements mm-hmm. this this uh, idea depends a lot on the on the web and on the, on the task you, you're doing. Mm, our age is in a way the rise of bureaucracy because due to computers there is a form for everything. You have to be filling forms all day in all kinds of contexts. If you want a girlfriend, if you want to have your ceiling repaired, everything needs a, a form now. So sometimes it's useful to create a small bash robot mm. because actually2 uh, another thing that allows is the the mouse wheel it, it has a whole range of movements that a mouse can allow mm. one limitation of, of doing this is that uh, when you're working with websites obviously you will not cannot always predict how long is' going as website. Taking, is going to take to, to download the page. So then, this is what makes this idea somewhat impractical. Because, if you don't know how, how long the website is going to take, I mean, you can, you can find your way uh, through a process and, you can map the process of what you do in a website. Let's say it's a website, for example, where you introduce images and they have to click somewhere and then um, go through a menu to change the order of, of the picture, something like that. You can uh, do a first iteration very slow and, and saying, okay, this is the process, so now I can write the X2 scripts. But as you cannot predict how long it's going to take... Um, Going from website from page A to page B, your only solution is creating a buffer of let's say two to three seconds to to make sure that the second page is loaded before X two uh, resumes doing its thing. So there you you lose part of the savings of the time savings that you were intending to get with the, with your script. A. Anyway, sometimes it it's still a better idea. It's still a, it's still it's, a, it's still a good idea, but mm, not always. Because, for example, in this example of of the website to upload images, I'm I'm thinking of a particular poorly designed site where I tried that. Mm you have to be present to insert the images so there it's a bit nerve breaking using the robot but because in the end uh, you have to wait for the computer to load so this kind of of i mean it's very it's very very tiresome on, on your nerves when you have to do something, then wait three seconds, then do something, then wait three seconds. Even if it's automated, uh, it's a bit. Uh, the automation is not uh, comfortable for you, at least in my case. I, I think uh, the the cost, the energy cost of starting and stopping all the time, it's it's a bit straining. But this kind of automation. Can be useful as, uh, in websites where you can automate the whole thing, the whole process. You don't have to, you can run the script once you've made sure it's stable and just go and do something else while the computer finishes its process. And also, uh, as, a, as a bonus, let's say, uh, you cannot deny that it's very spectacular, one of these scripts running, and when you can see the computer doing stuff on its own and typing on its own, it's like a science fiction movie, but that's a, that's a, <laughs> a childish advantage, but well, <laughs> I wanted to mention it too. So, okay, this kind of automation of, of sites has its limitations. I, I still have a couple of, of scripts in my computer and that I can go to scripts for certain certain tasks but like I say it's a bit can be a bit tricky. Well what I found more useful using x 2 it's a I created a small wrapper script. And it's like a type of robot. It's it's like uh, like a command, it would be like an echo command. Let's let's say I, it's not called echo; it's called something else. Where, like, you say it's like saying your computer, please type this for me. And uh, this wrapper can be used in a lot of contexts. Mm. Yeah, and uh, connected to this type of robot, the the other great uses I've I've found. Is for example, I to put a timestamp to two things. That that's the uh, that robot I use it a, a lot. A simple key press, and I have a year, month, day, and hour that I can add to a script uh, or to a text file, and that, that's very very useful. Uh, the way I started using this kind of of timestamps maybe deserves a a comment it all started when I I I read in a blog post from a guy called Dr. Bunsen a system he uses to to classify his his files what what he does is adding this kind of timestamp to in the file name and then uh, using the the file name as a placeholder for tags let's say and and then instead of using a file trees system with hierarchies he has it all the files in a in the same uh, pool let's let's say and and locates the files using Search commands. It's a, it's an interesting approach. I used it for a long time, but I found that I, the, the long file names can be confusing sometimes. And uh, most of the time, or on many occasions, for the uses that I give to my computer, uh, what, what you end up having is a lot of information. That you don't need in the in the file name of, of clutter. So of course uh, Dr. Banson is like a biologist, I think, so his needs are different from mine. And I, I liked to try this, this approach. The tags are very useful in, in some contexts. But um, anyway I I moved to a different system but I, I kept this this timestamp. And in a lot of, of tasks, I am always finding new uses for it because I mean, having a way to register at what time something happens is it's it's a very essential thing. And as a side note, I've I've never understood very well why our our founding fathers, the founding fathers of Unix, Dennis Ritchie and Ken Thompson. Why didn't they include um, a creation date uh, field in in the in the files? Uh, files have a uh, last time modified uh, information, but I don't think that's as useful as having when a file was created, because it, it provides you with a an, an instant chronology of your work and of your of your life. Of course, a uh, Unix, as we all know, is, is rock solid, and and our founding fathers would have a serious reasons behind. Maybe because they were on a business context, and this kind of information is not that useful. But it would be great because even if you're a disorganized person who uses Linux, and at some point, at some point, you get the itch to become organized, eh, having a creation. Time of a file would allow you to to see that chronological perspective. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I'm sure speak out of ignorance, and, and there's a good reason for that. Like for most of the things we know and love in Unix and Linux. So anyway, I use this timestamp thing, and also related to the to the to the automatic typing. And to time in a way to I've also developed a, a small script that I call chrono text that does that works like like this when I press a key the computer tells me okay I've started counting and then I do whatever I'm doing and then when I press that key again uh, the computer types wh- how many seconds have passed it's like a Make a straightforward chronometer. Uh, and I'm finding more and more ways to use it because, yeah, because my idea was creating a chronometer that, that was, took all the stuff out of the way. I didn't want to have a new window opening. I didn't want to have to look for that program. So, yeah key key press and 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 the text and then that that type that type that text that types itself automatically depending on the task I can register or I can just uh, take a look at it and then letting it go, etc. So um yeah it's a script that works very well for me. I'm not including it because I think it's a very specialized kind of thing and I don't think anybody's interested in it but if any, if anybody would like this, of course, I, just contact me and I will send you the code. But it's also a very trivial code. So I get, I guess most of Hacker Public Radio listeners would better like to write their own versions that using my script. But if you're interested in this or, or, or the other, the, the typer robot, of course, I uh, can send you the code. And, and that's all I have for you today. Uh, this it it's in the show notes. I'll, I'll give you links to, to the X2 tool and, and it's a funny addition to your, to your system. I, I encourage you to at least give it a try because it's very, really very easy to install. So thank you for listening one more time and well, have a nice day. Thank you very much. Bye